Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. It's that little chico pit boom, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at negative to positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken and you know, that's fire. Now, Bobo, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on negative to positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why didn't you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's episode 235, Collider Heroes. I'm John Schnapp. Welcome. It's going to be an extra sweaty episode. Joining me, we've got Koi. Hello. We've got I'm Mar- so excited. We've got Markia. Hey, I'm ready to go. And for the first time ever, we've got Matt Key on the hey. show. Hey. What's up, Matt? Hey, everybody. He's like a wild jungle beast that I've been trying to ensnare for like months because of his crazy jumbled schedule man. and doing a bunch of different internet shows besides our show and finally we got him good I, to have you, you, you don't know that i've just been hiding in the corner just like please let me talk about news i miss it so much <laughs> are you the one throwing the apples yes. no, 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 bananas all right well, I, I, i'm a banana guy bananas i throw bananas really well you know it's a funny thing because i was like hit you know sometimes my memory isn't that great that's why i don't do that schmodown thing but you know what <laughs> um I was actually on a show with both of these gents. Uh, it's the Marvel Movie News. Yeah. Yeah. It's on this other channel that we don't talk about, but why? Because <laughs> it's our competition. But you know what? It's like I forgot that I was on the DC and the Marvel one, and that you guys were both on the Marvel one yeah. at the same yeah. time. Yeah. That was our, that for was, some uh, reason, I had separated you, yeah. and like, but it was actual together. <laughs> yeah. once, and now we do that show. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. From like like all, book to book. all three of us were yeah. then, so I've got like the you full, were gone. The then full Marvel us. Movie News team is finally <laughs> it's there, the force, force field activated. The Triforce. And then you can wield the power of the cosmos. That's right. Marvel Movie News, assemble. <laughs> That's right. Guys. The internet's very excited. We, we pitched this yesterday on our show, and they got nice. real hyped. So we got the there reunion we go. here at Collider. That's we're right. excited. So yeah. It's a very special family reunion. Yeah. And I'll make it over to that other show that we're not allowed to talk about because it's competition. I'll, <laughs> hey, I'll make it over there eventually. Hey, look, we could talk about it if we want to. But you know what? I'm glad you're all here. I want to do, uh, Before we actually get into the news of the day, I wanted to address a, a horrible situation that I think needs to be readdressed. A few months ago, I had actually talked about this very same situation involving Stanley, and I feel like 
Uh, we talked a little bit about it on Movie Talk this morning. A lot of people have written me and asked me to talk about it on Heroes, and I, I said I'd addressed it already a few months ago. But obviously, um, you know, it's still happening in Hollywood Reporter this morning. They're talking about Stan Lee did a signing over the weekend, and people yeah. were filming him, and his handlers were like whispering his own name to him. You could see it on. Uh, there's a horrible quick oh. time of him saying Stan Lee, Stan Lee, while he's writing his name. It's almost like it doesn't feel real what you're watching. It feels it feels like it's not abuse, but it's definitely like it it's, doesn't feel good. It's abuse yeah. adjacent. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, if, if abuse adjacent is a thing, I don't ever want it to be a thing. But that's, I don't want it to be a that's thing That's what either, this thing but... feels like. And, and you know, Kevin Smith, uh, I think he tweeted late last night, hey, Stan Lee, you're welcome to come to my house and live. Um, it's, mm. uh, it's Kevin is is one of the greatest geeks on the planet. For him to offer really his his beautiful house to ha- to house Stanley is is a, is a is a is a is a olive branch, but it's also something. It's making people aware of a horrible situation. Now we don't know the full background history of whether it's his daughter, whether it's his managers, which managers it is. All we do know is that he's not being treated right, and it's out of our control. Now it's not up to me to handle other people's lives, but I can only be affected by it. And we're now we're, we're talking about a movie coming out in two and a half weeks that without this one person, along yeah. with Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko, none of this would have been possible. This is the Marvel Universe Avengers Infinity War that this man wrote. This man wrote almost all of the books that I read as a little kid. He's yeah. written more material that I've read than most famous authors. I feel like I've read so much of his work and it's had such an influence on me as an adult, even though I read it as a kid, that to then hear about somebody who's like basically you know, our grandfather adjacent from the Marvel Universe, Excelsior, being mistreated in, such, in, in late in his life after losing his wife, there's a feeling of helplessness that happens and I don't like this feeling and I feel like, look, I'm not the person to help Stan Lee, but maybe someone at Disney or Marvel Studios, a Kevin Feige or someone in control can reach out and try to fix this situation legally by making a, an offer of like, we're going to investigate this. We're going to put Stan Lee up. Mm-hmm. We're going we're gonna to help in some way. For somebody who's given us so much to just idly stand by, and I'm not saying we're accusing yeah. Marvel Studios or Disney of, of standing by. I'm just saying that, saying that it's gotten to that point that no, something has to happen. Like we're, I don't want to see Stan Lee at another autograph signature place ever again. I mean, it's a hundred bucks. Thousands of people are standing in line. I get it. I've gotten an autograph from Stan Lee. I get, I understand that desire for people to have Stan Lee sign something of theirs, but at what point and what cost? I mean, what are your guys' feelings about this situation and what can we do outside of like asking someone like Marvel or Disney, a large corporation that is profiting from this guy's creative genius how can they help? What can we do, Corey? Well, I feel like we as a country take care of the young more than we take care of the old. It really freaks me out that we kind of like once people get old, we put them in hospice, we put them in these like places, right. and like it feels like there's there's an evolution to humans. Like we start weak and we end weak. We need to take care of both sides. Like we as a country would investigate someone being abused as a child. I think we need to investigate someone being abused as an older person. And like he's just as in need, and he's our grandfather. Like you said, like we both saw Stan Lee at an event like less than six months ago, yeah. and he had more energy than everyone else on stage. Stanley is is charismatic, entertaining. He is a ball of energy when he's around people, but he shouldn't have to be around people to call for help. Like if you're hearing the Hollywood Reporter uh, interview, if you're hearing all these things, and we've been hearing these rumors forever, something needs to be done legally, actually, not like oh we'll figure it out. He's right. 95. He lost his wife, who was everything, and they were together for like 60 years. Yeah. That was his world. 70. And I just I can't imagine what it's like to lose everyone but still be so beloved, to feel so welcome but so alone at the same time. So I want someone that has the power to step 
step in. There's got to be a power of attorney somewhere. There's lawyers for a reason. I just I want Stanley to be okay, whatever it costs. What do you think, Matt? Man, I mean, this is like heart. Like, there's there are two celebrities in the world who, when they pass away, I'm going to be inconsolable for weeks. And Bill Murray's one, Stanley's the other. Um, so, like, hearing all of this is just like. It's so heartbreaking. Like, it's almost impossible for me to read the article. Like, I had to go back to the Hollywood Reporter article, like, five or six times throughout the day just to finish it because I would get three paragraphs, four paragraphs in and be like, I I just, this is too much. I can't handle it. Uh, I do think that something like the Hollywood Reporter, like, what's good about that article is that it points attention at it in a much broader scope and a much broader and a bigger publication. Yeah. Gives it a lot more sort of, like, credibility. Uh, So maybe with that, someone in power will start looking uh, you know, like, I don't want to say that it's Disney or Marvel that they they uh, owe it to Stanley because they don't. You know, the honest answer is that they don't. They they owe a lot of their success to him, but he's his own man. He's his own person. He should be able to take care of himself in whatever capacity you want to talk about that. But at the same time, there is an element of like, but it's the it's the decent thing to do. You know, it's the good thing to do. It's it's the ethical right thing to do. If you have that much power, that much cash, that much influence, hire a at least hire a private investigator to find out what's going on. Like, to yeah, go take look, a look into at it, it. To look into take it, a look at least, it. You know, yeah. But it's it's so tragic to have this guy who was he's been writing comics since the forties. <laughs> like, he was the one of the sole Marvel writers for. 25 years the reason that timely existed you know right he's the reason it's called marvel he you know he he fought the publisher martin goodman he's like i, I prefer marvel let's call it Mar- marvel's always been my favorite title right <laughs> well, fine fine we'll call it marvel and now you can do your fantastic four comic let's see how that does oh it changed the game cool now everyone wants to do that awesome you know so obviously you can't take away the influence of kirby and ditko um but i think i really think stan lee was the primary architect even if jack kirby you know, gave a lot of story points or ideas or character, this or that. But like Stan Lee really held it all on his back. You know, it was all on him at the end of the day. Um, and we wouldn't be where we're at without him. And it's just, it's so tragic for him to lose his, his wife and like, uh, uh, you know, the, the secretary that worked at Marvel for so long, that was still a good friend. Like in the last couple of years, he's had some real bad tragedies. So for it to end on him, being terrified that his daughter's not going to have a home after he passes away, but also, with the the confusion of well, is she part of the problem as well? It's just like it's right. too much, and he's There's, he can barely remember to, his name, and yeah. now he's having to deal with this. That's not fair. There's a lot of family dynamics that are in flux right now. What are your thoughts, Marquia? Yeah, well, with America's grandpa, and that's what mm-hmm. Stanley is. Um, I mean, this is uh, gut wrenchingly familiar because when you know money gets mm-hmm. involved with um, elder people and families, people get really ugly really quick Mm -hmm. and that's that's very unfortunate and i i dislike that that is something that all of us deal with and i especially dislike having to see this when this man has given so much to all of us that he's in that situation now and that we're powerless to really do anything about it i don't believe that um marvel or disney or anything like that that big will get involved with it because why should they kind of a thing and it just it the parallel that i think of is like with 
just uh, Stanley's comics. I consider Disney and Marvel to be like cosmic beings. You know, mm-hmm. like they're like uh, eternity or they're like, you know, the living tribunal. They're up there. What we need is that we need for somebody street level. You know, we need... Uh, We're just we, Jones. We, we need a we need, we need a street level person we need a to, hero. to go in there and to be a hero in this circumstance. We need someone that has been close or a number mm. of people that have been close to this and that can just expose this and, and point the spotlight towards whoever these shameful offenders are. Because I guarantee you that if we had something like break in some big magazine or our um, newspaper because of the work that this you know smaller hero has done then that's when you would have Marvel and Disney be like oh okay well uh, let's step in because this is bad optics right. if we don't as opposed to when it's just like let's do what society mm-hmm. kind of does and set it off to the side well I mean all good points I feel like you know leaning on Marvel or Disney is almost like a last ditch attempt. I feel Mm -hmm. like someone like Kevin Smith actually addressing it and saying, Hey, you could stay at my house is something. It's a very, Mm -hmm. very nice olive branch, not even olive branch, not out of the war or anything. It's just a nice (laughs) gesture. Yeah. I mean, it's it's sort of like that kind of thing. I feel like the more people are aware of this, maybe the more comic cons will become aware of it and not let these things happen. Like, Hey, make sure Stan Lee gets an hour break. Yeah. You know, I mean, I feel like, Uh, certain things like that have to happen. Or that he's only on the floor for two hours. Well, I mean, like, that's it. Point, that's what you get. Uh, Stan you know? Lee's yeah. Comic-Con is not even called Stan Lee's Comic-Con anymore. That just <sighs> ended. Like, they just announced it's called Beyond Fest Expo now. So that, yeah. what, that yeah. was a thing. It was Kamikaze. It was Stan Lee's Comic-Con. And now it is not Stan Lee's Comic-Con. So as we're seeing things slowly get dismantled, as he's now 95, how much longer will Powell be around? I feel like these things that the Hollywood Reporter brought up, you could read the article, go online and check it out. Uh, and maybe if, if you read the article yourself, maybe you should comment yourself on not just our YouTube channel here, but go on Twitter and, and say what your thoughts are mm-hmm. about the dealings and, and how Stanley is being treated. So, you know, all of us here at Heroes love Stanley and we want to see him be treated the best that he can possibly be. Yeah. So, Hashtag yeah. save Stan. Yeah, well... <laughs> Yeah, hopefully we don't have to do that. Uh, So, you know, just read that article. But speaking about Stan Lee and some of his creations, we've got the Avengers Infinity Gauntlet coming out very soon. Is it the Gauntlet? We don't know. It's (laughs) Avengers Infinity War. But you know what? I mean, we're talking about Avengers 4 already. We're talking about Phase 4 already. We don't know when any of these phases are actually going to be brought up, when we're going to get anything announced. I mean, what do you think about, like, the, the news this morning was that basically Avengers Infinity War beat out seven other Marvel films just in pre-sales alone to be like the biggest is, pre-sale is ever. Is there a number for that? I, I, I have the article pulled up. I just haven't read there it There was yet. not an actual final number, Roca, if there's a number. Yeah. yeah. They're very secretive about their numbers, just like Netflix. People did watch yeah. this. Like, general this happens. Hype. We yes. need seven. Don't worry about uh, yeah. the numbers. Seven. Yeah. Why be worried about it? Someone just said it. Bam, that Free happened. Money. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say that I bought my Infinity War tickets uh, two hours after they went on sale. Right like, on. <laughs> like, had an alarm, woke up, bought my tickets, Cinerama Dome, because that's, I think, probably going to be the best way to watch this particular Hell movie yeah. that's yes. Yes. shot entirely in IMAX. Like, yes. yeah, so. Definitely. That, is, that will be... There isn't any point yeah. in seeing there it is in no regular. Other way there to really, see it. there really like, is uh, no I, point. I almost exclusively watch all my Marvel movies at at El Cap now, right? Ah. Uh, especially all oh love my the pre show, love the gallery underneath the pre show, the yes. gallery, and what they did with Black Panther was just one of the greatest cinematic experiences. Avengers, just like, 
is my first Avengers Infinity War is the first time going to the LCAP. I've never been. Oh, wow. You've never been? This oh, is my first wow. LCAP. So I'm the one. other way around because I've, like, I've been building up all this hype and now I'm seeing the culmination of 10 years and 18 movies and all the pre-sales mm-hmm. in this environment where yeah. I get to experience like how Disney intended. There You're in for excited. a great experience. I think we're all going to that early. Yeah, the early yeah we'll be there we together are. at LCAP. A slightly <laughs> early screening. Don't get too sweaty. We're seeing <laughs> only a few days before the rest of the plan. Two weeks from yesterday. Oh my God, we can't. We don't even have to whisper about it, but we want to. We must whisper. So don't listen to this internet. This is all top secret stuff. So we're going to see this movie along with the rest of the planet. It's probably going to just eat. It'll probably be the number one movie ever. Unless for some, I mean, what if people are like, it was horrible. I mean, I can't even imagine that happening. It really isn't. What we've seen, we've seen what, like nine minutes maybe? Maybe, Just that nine minutes is better than most things. Right. Like I feel like no matter what, we'll be able to piece together. I think it's going to clear two billion. I think there's like two hours and 40 more minutes of the nine minutes. Yeah. 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 By the way, it, it, two billion. It has mm. to at least do a billion just to make its money back. And it will. Right. Oh, it like, it's, it's a $500 million budget, which the, means uh, that yeah. the, the P&A and all that, like, right. they're a billion dollars into the negative yeah. on mm. this. But with seven movies combined in pre-sales and the fact that they just had Black Panther open with the third biggest domestic of all time, they're like, their alley-oop is like, oh, wait, LeBron James is throwing a Michael Jordan. We're cool. Like, yeah. it's just like... Well, their alley-oop is like Michael Jordan... Making an assist to LeBron James on the way to the basket. <laughs> yeah. It's like just LeBron, George. Sports references. Like, We're trying to piece yeah. together the yeah. successful yeah. guys to make big things. And happen. I don't That's even nice. follow sports, but I know what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Because everybody on planet Earth knows who Those LeBron James. James is. Exactly. Oh, they were chosen on yeah. purpose. <laughs> yeah. We don't yeah. know a third guy. But those yeah. two. Did you say Michael <laughs> Jordan? Because I know who he is, too. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Michael Jordan okay. would, be the, Michael would be the one. And Michael yeah. Jordan, yeah. fantastic in Black Panther. Yeah, not yeah. only do they have us Marvel nerds you know, already, then they have um, people that hadn't seen a comic book movie before, and then they mm-hmm. went and saw Black Panther, and they're like, wait, what? Wait, Black whoa, Panther's whoa, whoa, whoa. in this? There's more? There's Black Panther Part 2? It's called Infinity War, but basically it takes place in Wakanda, and everyone's there. Exactly. They're going to get their money. So. How much yeah. it oh, I, I'm uh, saying 250, whoa. more than 250 opening weekend. 300 Roka? million opening. Yeah. Roka's saying 300 million. He's, I, he's, I, he's I, drinking some kind of sports. It's a cultural moment. We're saying it 10 is. years, combination yeah. of 10 years, and we're, we're, we don't even know what phase four will actually be, be right now. No. We're gonna like Avengers 4, we have no idea. The credit scroll is going to say something we don't know. Yeah, how yeah. Right. Like we've always, we, like what? Since the beginning of Marvel, we've all been doing some sort of journalism on Marvel. This sure. is the first post-credit scroll where it's going to say blah blah blah, will blah blah blah. That'll surprise us. Yeah, that's amazing. That's pretty exciting like, to not. And that's we were talking about this uh, earlier. Uh, it's amazing that we do, we still don't know what this movie is about. <laughs> I mean, literally, we all right. We get it. Thanos is coming. He's got this gauntlet. He's trying stones. to kill the gems. We've yeah. been stones, following all yeah. the stones yeah. and all the other movies. There's some missing stone. Uh, so we know the Power Stone is held by Nova Corps. You know, Glenn yep. Close has been like, put it in that safe. Don Zandar. <laughs> so some, something's go. happening with the Nova Corps. Now, is that going to lead somehow to the birth of Nova? Now, we keep hearing about Phase 4. We don't know what Phase 4 is going to be, except mm-hmm. we do know Spider-Man Homecoming Part 2 mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Guardians Volume 3 are all part of this Phase 4. Yeah. So even though Marvel, you know, Spider-Man is Sony, it's Marvel adjacent, whatever you want to call it, um, that's going to count. Because he's Iron Spider in mm-hmm. the Spider-Man in movie, yeah. Infinity War. We don't know if he's going to be Iron Man or Iron Spider or Spider-Man in Avengers Four, whatever the hell they're going to call it. We were yeah. talking <laughs> Secret Evasion, Annihilation, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm voting it's not going to be called Avengers Disassembled, but we don't know what the I, hell. It's I don't be think called. it's going to be Disassembled. I think it's either going to be Secret Wars or um, I just had it. Uh, maybe even New Avengers. 
New Avengers. Yeah. I'm I was thinking, thinking Annihilation the last or Secret Avenger because the last they started Avenger? with the Captain America, the first Avenger. Then they have the last Avenger, Avengers No More. Oh, <laughs> Something God. to really oh. scare non-fans and then us yeah. will be like, wait, wait, what do wait, they wait, mean wait, by wait, that? Wait, what? I, yeah. I also think right. it's a possibility for it to be Secret Invasion just based on the Captain yeah. Marvel stuff. Well, yeah, I don't Secret think it's like Infinity seems... Crusade. That, 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 oh that won't God. scare anybody, though. Yeah, like, with Infinity the Crusade or, or even <laughs> calling it Infinity Gauntlet just is like anticlimactic. Yeah, after yeah. all of this lead yeah. up to have it be like part two. Yeah. Like, there's a reason mm-hmm. they took away the part two because they don't want us yeah. to be like, well, we have to wait a year for a second half of the movie. Like, we know yeah. it's going to feel like that, but that's not the way to advertise it. Yeah. 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 And we, we already kind of know that the Skrulls are going to be heavily involved. We get a gist that it's probably going to be the Kree Skrull War. Yeah. Oh my god, that would be the best. Well, I think that, that that's <laughs> think what that's they're Marvel. that's what they're going yeah. for. We've got Captain Marvel. We've got all these galactic mm. things happening. So, what other characters? We've got Warlock. He's going to be introduced in Volume Three. We've got uh, Guardians Three Thousand as a possibility with yeah. Stallone as Starhawk. Oh my god, yeah. I would love to see the OG Guardians have their own movie. Like, I hope so. I, I fell in love with those so. guys in the '90s. That comic book, not great. Still loved them. Yes, <laughs> like no, I agree. Like Vance Astro turned into Major Victory. I was like. I preferred Vance Astro. I preferred the 60s version of these right? characters. But, uh, man, I, I just, like, Charlie 27, I'm on board, man. Like, I want to see that movie, too. I think yeah. we get Nova in Guardians 3. I think we might get Nova introduced in Avengers 4. Mm-hmm. But then I think mm-hmm. Guardians 3 we get. I think Nova is a great move. I think Nova, they're trying to go more cosmic. They're trying right. to go more space. Everything shouldn't take place in New York. Everything doesn't always happen. Mm-hmm. So I think going out and up and big. And, and you have the opportunity to. Guardians showed us that we can take big risks. Guardians wasn't based on one run of a comic. Guardians mm-hmm. wasn't based on, like, any known property. I remember when Disney bought Marvel, the first thing, like, after was Guardians. And I was like. Oh, this is the beginning of the end. They've got a talking tree. They got a raccoon. They're trying to sell toys. No, no, no. We care about a CGI raccoon. So I think that going out and up and big into space and space opera is a great move to keep things varied. Because if you have Spider-Man be your hometown guy, like your your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, then bigger and up is the way to go. So I think Nova is like our space Spidey. Well, and yeah, they're absolutely sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I uh, also do a Quasar. You yeah. know, and then it's like oh, all of a sudden, <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> He's got the quantum bands. And it's like, oh, yeah, there was this cosmic guardian this entire time. Be like, wait, what? 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 Enoch, what? What? Can I I just say as an aside, I didn't even have to mention Quasar, and then they're talking about cosmic (laughs) bands. My heart is all warm. It's really important to read comics. That's all I can really say. (laughs) Because not only is it cool and fun, but then you get to find out, like, oh, this stuff that's probably going to happen in like three or four years, you'll have a little head start. Why have a head start? Because it's awesome. Because it's awesome. Yeah. It's really cool. I think those bands can end up. Oh, I, I, yeah, like I think that. So that ties too. in then. So I, like I think we're going to go way cosmic really quick. I think by the end of Infinity War, it's going to be space. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. And um, I love, well, obviously, they're going to have Doctor Strange like teleporting people into space. Mm-hmm. I'd like for them to also the bring in Namor with that. Oh, my <laughs> Where God. Like, obviously, he's going to be like one of the first killed. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, there's oh, an Atlantis? Oh, he's dead. Oh, Never he's mind. Dead. Bo- yeah, boiling he's... the water. Yeah, that's what he's using <laughs> with his little glove. Mm, 98 degrees. <laughs> All the fish people dying. <laughs> Like everyone's been waiting right. for Daniel Day Kim as Namor, and we get a cameo. We just see yeah. fish, fish, and then human Atlanteans. Yeah, and then like, Yeah, that'd be horrible. You have Namorita trying to like save some people, and it's like, oh wait, who's that? Oh, she's dead. Never mind. Oh, never mind. We never make mind. the reality gym just so people aren't upset. Like they fix yeah. Atlantis just to bring them back. Like mm-hmm. we're sorry, we were joking. Well, I think like, Marvel's gonna wait on Namor and just see how Aquaman does. I mean, yeah. they don't yeah. have to introduce him yet. They don't, and they could easily because of the rights issues, they could always bring him in into Avengers Phase 4 or mm-hmm. they could do an Invaders movie and do a flashback with Cap and the Human Torch and, and Namor. Really they could do a lot of cool stuff. Even if Chris Evans isn't Cap anymore, he could still sign on to do an Invaders movie and be Cap from <laughs> oh, the 40s. Oh, I mean, wow. We could see kind of stuff like that. What do you think about the B 
Beyonder or the High Dude. Evolutionary or some Dude. of these other characters. What? Mark Hamill is the Beyonder. Oh, I've been that's wanting so Mark Hamill to be honest. Oh so bad. God. I've been dreaming. Once Mark Hamill's like meeting with Marvel, was like, can you wear a white suit and have Jerry curls, my friend? <laughs> yeah. like, I would love nothing please. more than Mark Hamill just strutting around like secret wars, like causing heroes to fight. Because the man has such glee and power right. in his presence. Can you imagine him just being like, Spidey? Dr. Doom. Dude, if they did that Jerry Curl thing, I would have to be like, can that just be like a an aside? Like, can that not be the movie? Jeff Goldblum talking to Mark Hamill and Jerry Curl wig is a movie. One shot. It's a Marvel one shot. I think the collector and Benicio, like the them hanging out and then having tea, like Bill high Murray tea. Yes. The Bill Murray is the gardener. Bill yes. All of them in one room. Just We can just lean back that's, at Wes Anderson, the Marvel Universe. That's a Marvel one shot right there. All you Marvel people watching this, I know you watch our show. Yeah. Marvel one shot that right now. High evolutionary Bill Murray is the gardener. Come on, these, these ideas are just gold. We're not going to make them. We're just going to come yeah. up with them. Yeah. What about we, we Galactus? Don't have the cash for this. Is Galactus yeah. going to be part so of Phase Four? Here's I. I honestly believe. Here's mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm excited for this uh, theory that I have. When when Marvel uh, and Robert Downey Jr. had their whole back and forth about like oh we're gonna we're gonna change the air date to the 27th and he was like that's a great idea and then they were like it's a fantastic idea and they put it all in mm-hmm. caps. I think it, uh, hot take. Uh, I don't confirm, but hot take uh, that I think Fantastic Four or X-Men or both are going to be very, like, just slightly nodded at in right. Infinity War. You know what? I'll, I'll up your ante a little bit and say that when they when Iron Man moved out of Stark Tower in Spider-Man mm-hmm. and they had that whole John Favreau, we don't know who the new owners are. Yeah. They were setting family. that up. They're setting it up for mm-hmm. either Oscorp or Four Plaza or Four Plaza, the Baxter building. Think yeah. Baxter? I, I, I think hope. it's going Baxter. Be- yeah. Why? Because I feel like the easiest way to introduce the Fantastic Four is to get John Krasinski to do a post-credit oh, scene as Reed Richards and they're moving stuff Emily in. Emily Blunt to Sue yeah. Storm. Well, I mean, we're all fan casting and whatnot because of the quiet place. We're like, they are husband and wife and they're all also really good actors <laughs> and, Great movie. and they he was almost work. in America <laughs> and she was almost black widow it would work <laughs> and they haven't aged out yet so it's sort of like hey if they mm-hmm. act now you know or this offer is only good for however long yeah. you know they it's going to happen soon fantastic four comic is coming back mm-hmm. yeah. now mm-hmm. the only reason yes. the fantastic four comic is coming back as we all know as comic book readers it wasn't because of the low numbers of the it was barely selling there's a million other comics that are barely selling <laughs> by half of that amount oh, so those sad. are still running they weren't yeah. canceled, so mm-hmm. it was. And they're the it first was, family of Marvel. It was. It, it was, was a, a political. St- thing. It was a strategic yeah. move mm-hmm. by like, oh, you can't have our toys or comics or this. Have your movie, which bombed, but the, even if it was a big success, it wouldn't have all that flavor that they're able to do with all. Man, the it other wasn't even ones. a bomb. It was just like it never left the the plane. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's went like up like and then landed. It happened. Right. This is something that exists. Are you guys reading yeah. Marvel? <laughs> Yes. Marvel 2 one is fantastic. They've got Chip Zdarsky on it. The yes. art's incredible. And it feels like a lead up to something huge. Like, I love that it's Human Torch and the thing. Like, old school, like, 70s Fantastic yep. Four adventuring. Yeah. And when that love lands it. with Fantastic Four, what a great time to bring them into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, yeah. we didn't know that when they launched Marvel 2 and 1 that they were just, like, wetting the appetites to bring the Fantastic Four back. But as you know, all these things are decided, like, a year mm-hmm. or two oh, ago. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so the decision of having the Fantastic Four become part of the Marvel Universe is probably similar to the way they worked the Spider-Man deal, Mm -hmm. is my guess, is the deal's already done. Yeah. The deal has been done. The ink is dried from a year ago, from probably 2016. They're like, we dried that and put it in a bag. You know, it's done. <laughs> yeah. All of us are like, I wonder if we're oh, speculating. Yeah. Are, we already filmed these. It's already done. We've got some secret pass for two years. Yeah. We're just keeping they, Mark Ruffalo in a cage so he doesn't tell us all. Like, yeah. like, don't let Mark out. I'm talking about yeah. Fantastic Or Tom Four. Holland. Make sure he's not <laughs> on set yeah. when we're <laughs> shooting this other thing. <laughs> Keep him separated. The pages yeah. he can't see, they're like, 
he can have the script. Don't mention Sue. Yeah. Disney, yeah. Don't mention Sue. The, the men in black. Yep. Oh, there yeah. we go. Yeah. Yeah. Same brain. Neutralizer. We are friends. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah. I, yeah. I really, I really like, I, I, I haven't even considered like, oh, the new owners, whatever. Like, it's, it is either Oscorp or Baxter. I hope it's Baxter. Uh, because I would love to see the Fantastic Four, and uh, like that would feed into my theory that they're doing like a Secret Wars or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to fold in Secret Wars and like uh, uh, not Secret Secret Wars. What's the one where they uh, go into like the 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 negative uh, universe? The, the with Annihilus and stuff. The, with Annihilus, like the oh, like the big Annihilation. Was that, was that, wasn't that Crusade? I don't think I they did like it. I didn't with the doppelgangers I, and no, that and was Magus. Infinity War. That was actually Infinity well, War. That's so why I, Gauntlet, uh, I think Gauntlet, you're right. Gauntlet, but War, that's why I keep Gauntlet saying War, it's not going to be Secret Wars. It's going to be Secret Invasion because that's the way they can Invasion of the Scrolls. They've yeah. been here way before Hydra and Shield had problems. They mm-hmm. already had mm-hmm. aliens pretending to be humans, and yeah. I feel like that's the the secret part of Secret Invasion. They could just tag that with Secret Wars. Yeah, and have yeah. it's a way to have your cake and eat it too. Just like Infinity Wars, it's not Infinity mm-hmm. Gauntlet. It's not Gauntlet. Like, yeah, and it's also I mean Infinity Gauntlet is borrowing elements from Contest of Champions oh, and yes. Secret Wars mm-hmm. itself. Yeah. I mean, I'm convinced Spider-Man gets the symbiote suit in this movie, Infinity oh. War. I think so. I'm convinced oh. of it. Oh. I, yeah. I'm convinced he of it. He goes up into space and then Venom comes out in October and I really Something think... Something is happening! <laughs> yeah. I don't know what, whether it's a little nugget hanging on him that jumps <laughs> off when he comes back to Earth. I don't know, but I feel like that those elements are being put, you know, slowly laid in there. So, Fantastic Four makes the best... For me, the best post credit scene, even yeah. if it is like a, oh, look, the new people have just moved in, and it's like a four or something, or it just says Baxter Building. Baxter, All yeah. the nerds will freak out. Look for Baxter Building. When you see Infinity Wars, and if you hear people like scream out, like, <laughs> well, no, why are they screaming out? Yeah, so now you know. So it's people and are going to that, And that'll out. be an even bigger development than even the uh, the first end credits, uh, post credit scene for Iron Man, where you're like, you ever heard of the Avengers Initiative? It's like, oh, my God! That's what? Right. Yeah. Oh, wait. It's Avenger Initiative. Oh, yeah. I, oh sorry. Uh, Avenger you know, Initiative. Really I know. The Mandela Effect. We all thought it was Avengers until, like, recently, two months ago. It's Avenger Initiative. Yeah, I watched Whoa. the uh, YouTube I know, clip. right? It's like Bernstein Bears or yeah. Bernstein yeah. Bears. Yeah, I watched it. And he, Samuel L. Jackson, I'd like to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative. He's not saying the S. I don't know why it's such a big thing. <laughs> but but it, it, is. it was. It triggered me. I watched it, like, five times. Some nerd, thank you, triggered me on Twitter. He's like, did you ever notice? I was like, no. I watched the clip. I was like, my God, he's right. And then I said on our show and all Everyone yeah, was like, yeah. no, that's not possible. I rewatched it. It is true. I yeah. went home like, no, my Blu-ray yeah. lies. It's, it's like Han Solo, all of it's true, kid. You're like, <laughs> no. no. You know? Well, you know what's true? Yeah. Luke Cage has got a second season. Let's talk Ooh. about it. So yeah. the second season is rapidly approaching. We've got the villain is the Bushmaster. He's bullet <laughs> resistant. So we're going to have some cage action, like fighting mm-hmm. another dude who's actually the same kind of, I don't know if he came from the same weird does he, experimental. Uh, does he have a suit? Well, no, he doesn't have a suit as far so as I know. He's not it's like, yeah, because of I know. A suit? N- no, I don't uh, think so. Uh, I'm well, kidding. The, oh, no, no. <laughs> you, because I'm like, you totally know this. Uh, no, like, <laughs> you know this. Why are you? It's like, just stop playing, stop playing, Matt. Uh, yeah, no, if it's a uh, John McIver, mm-hmm. I believe it is for yeah. uh, Bushmaster, because there's different Bushmasters, mm-hmm. obviously. There's John, there's John brother. Quincy, yeah, Quincy, his brother, and then yeah. there's even Cruz, but he's you know, oh, Sherlock Cruz is uh, the son, the son of. Uh, John, I believe. But um, no, with that, it's, it's this whole... Well, he... Uh, <laughs> this whole thing... Okay, so Misty Knight goes undercover and um, where she... Bushmaster is like a... Like a not Kingpin. He's like mm-hmm. a crime boss kind of character. Da, 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 da. And he finds out about, you know, like a uh, power man and like, oh, his powers and da-da-da-da. 
Um, I'm I'm going to keep on doing da da da's. Like right. it's like skip forward, skip forward. It's like skip forward in right. the pages uh, in my mind. Uh-huh. Uh, and then what happens with it? Um, he kidnaps. Uh, it's uh, Claire Temple and um, Doctor Noah Bernstein. Yeah, the, the um, and it and he takes him he takes page. him back to like Seagate and he's like, oh, you're going to do the same thing to me. Um, Iron Fist shows up, hijinks ensue, da da da, um, and he ends up with the powers, but then like too much of the powers yeah. to where he starts becoming like an unliving metal kind of a yeah. thing. I think so, like there's like an electrical current that's accidentally on or something yeah. like a power line breaks and like falls into it. Like, yeah, 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 like it. So that might exactly. fall into yeah. why we have Danny Rand and Iron Fist trying to teach mm-hmm. Luke Cage a little more chi, like how to unlock some of that power yeah. that he's got inside of him. Um, it's yeah. interesting because we've got obviously, uh, you know, Daughters of the Dragon, the, the, the seeds are there. We've got Danny Rand showing up for like you know maybe one episode maybe multiple episodes uh, to set the seeds for the heroes for hire which are all possible spin-offs that Netflix has mentioned. I don't know if they're going to just jump in and do another defenders. I think it makes more sense to, you know, table these after season 2. We've already got a Daredevil season 3 and then do spin-offs. We know we have an Iron Fist season 2 that nobody wanted and then we but we've got <laughs> season 2s of these others that we did want. Like for myself a lot of people, like myself, were not that into the second half of Luke Cage. Oh, like, man. I loved the first six mm-hmm. episodes. And then, like, a story point happened. If you haven't seen it yet, something happens. And then the rest of the other seven are just kind of, like, uh, peter out is a nice yeah. way to yeah. put it. It's just um, the wrong focus. Yeah, wrong the fo- focus everything yeah. kind of, you're like, it, the, well, everything they, kind of spread out. And it was an interesting, it was an interesting twist that could have worked if they had played with it all the way through the first half of that yes. season. Like, if they laid those seeds, put that character, like, given Luke Cage a reason to react that way yep. to that second half, uh, but it was, it felt like it was just like, oh, and now here's this. And it's just like, oh, I don't care about, like, right. I cared about Cottonmouth. I don't, yeah. Who's, what? This, right. this, yeah. this guy, this cartoony guy that showed up. You yes. know, something that I think that they could do, I don't know if they're going to, uh, with uh, Bushman, uh, I'm sorry, Bushmaster, mm-hmm. uh, he comes back so that might be a thing where he's like defeated and like you know buried in everything, and then his son Cruz goes after him, like uh, reactivates him, and then he kind of absorbs it. Comic books, comics. I don't know like, if I'm like going to do that, son, but, I, but then he comes back as Power Master. That, that's I mean, not going to happen. I can guess pretty that. much what, what <laughs> I know. Power Master. Power. They're not calling him Power Man. They're yeah, they're going to call him Power Master. I'm Power Master. The master of nothing. You know what? The season two uh, showrunner. <laughs> so Mike Coulter and the season two showrunner both acknowledge the problems of season two I and then said that. that they are addressing it up front, right? They're not afraid to be like, yeah, there's some, yeah. Yeah, some things happen that we weren't that we weren't exactly happy with as well, and we're addressing that in the season two entire story arc. So it's it's great to acknowledge problems. Like no one really ever said, Yeah, the inhuman sucks. Sorry, you owe us an apology. No one really said that they just canceled it silently and hope that we forget about it. So then in Which six we years, won't. Well, I will when they <laughs> finally make the Inhumans movie. Oh my god. I'll be like, if, yeah, if they, if they on, can redeem- on the moon, the, mm-hmm. this nev- that never happened. It's just a mind blanky. We need the new for that too. If they, so, if they yeah. can find a way to redeem that, I, 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 I think will, they can. I will travel to every single person responsible and yep. shake their hand. Uh, and I, the, <laughs> maybe kiss them on the forehead. Redemption, It'd be the reverse is, Jay and uh, Silent Bob. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Phase five. It'll be like I, 10 years from now. The yeah. thing I'm most excited about about Bushmaster is I think of him as a Moon Knight villain. Mm. So I hope oh. this is bringing in the Midnight Suns. I hope this is going oh. more supernatural because you keep describing like Bushmaster's got this weird element where he dies and like there's this, there's this, uh, 
otherworldly element, which right. Netflix hasn't done yet. They're very right. street level. What mm. if they use Bushmaster to bring us into the Moon Knight, Ghost Rider, Blade I'm World? I'm good with it. And then I'm we have, so good with that. Because that's for Phase 3. We're not going to get that, though. Why, why to be, be the bummer for it is because of Marvel and Disney's new streaming channel. So yeah. any of the mm. possibilities of these things that we're talking about, Midnight Suns, Moon Knight, that They'll was probably there. all on the mm. table up before like a year and a half ago when all this stuff... When Disney whole, was like, we own everything now and well, we're yeah. going to control one this. One of the reasons they yeah. bought Fox is because they knew that they were pulling away from Netflix. And one of the reasons Netflix now is like inundating, like making tons of brand new shows in all facets because they're losing a large chunk of their library, yeah. which yeah. is now going to go shift over to Disney. One of the things they're not losing are these shows... But they are losing the possibility of, of exploiting other Marvel characters like Moon Knight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, unless, of course, this is already part of some like weird thing that was the ink was dried in 2014. No, but Ghost Rider is already Agents of Shield. Yeah. So they, a Ghost so, Rider. Yeah, so you a Ghost Rider. A, yeah. But you can see how it's like but yeah, the rights don't work that yeah, way. Yeah, they don't. We don't like, <laughs> you get this Ghost Rider. We get Egg Boy and Everybody's other versions. Everybody's confused because yeah, Fox like, has a Ghost Rider, Netflix has a Ghost yeah. Rider. The average American's like, what? Yeah, well, the ours is yeah. R-Y-D-E-R. He's more he's of like a, a hip hop. Yeah, don't worry like, about yeah, him. Yeah, he's a real tough Ghost Rider. So, <laughs> so Luke Cage was looking good. We only have a few. It's June 22nd, so it's not really that far away. that far away. Yeah. 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 So we're right looking forward to that. Um, let's get into some minor mutations. We first off, we got Legends of Tomorrow says goodbye to yet another hero. Who do you think is going to kick it? So. I mean, well, they say they say hero. Maybe it's just somebody turning bad. We like Constantine turns bad. Good. I like a bad Constantine. I think they need Constantine because of the supernatural elements Mm -hmm. that they're bringing with malice, opening up an even bigger, larger supernatural world. So that's why Constantine is becoming a regular. They're like, no, we're going to get. That's what the showrunners are like. We're going to get really kind of bigger and crazier in season four. And he's the reason everybody's back on the show. Like, Constantine is like, oh, my God, Constantine, because everybody's yes. so upset that the show didn't. I feel like it's going to be, like, Firestorm or someone we've had for a while. Like, Firestorm's had, like, three iterations. Right, So yeah. I feel like it's someone that they've been like, okay, we've tried everything, right. and it hasn't worked. So I feel like it's one of the, like, OGs, and that'll make fans of the show feel for it more. Like, that'll be more of a, an impact. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm not caught up on this uh, third season. I, I saw everything up till season two. Okay. Um, so I, I can't really make too many comments on it. Well, I but, do know uh, that the very last episode is going to end up in the Jonah Hex Wild West, and I don't think Jonah Hex is getting on the ship. They're like, yeah, <laughs> easy, keep your guns. You yeah, know? I think he's going to stay in the Wild West. Yeah. But he's a fun character to revisit. You know, I feel like that's a good way to like, hey, remember that movie? Here's a better version of it, and you get a couple episodes every once that's in a, a while. That's a great thing yeah. DC's doing. That's yeah. that, that's their Inhumans. That's their apology. They're like, oh, sorry, we got rid of Constantine. Here's a couple episodes, of Constantine. Oh, sorry, Jonah Hex happened. Here's a little Jonah. Yeah, here's Hex. A, like, yeah. here's the actual version. Yeah. We're trying to make, and or I, we should have made. I actually really enjoyed Legends. Like it's, I mean, it is bonkers, and you have to accept yeah. that it's at some level, it's not a great show. Like it's a mess, but f- oh my god, is it a fun mess, man? Yeah. Well, sometimes so. f- the fun mess is fun. I mean, yeah. that's what I mean. Yeah. Like I'll jump into these CW shows and watch a couple of them, and then I'm like, forget about it for like five months, and be like, oh yeah, that thing, blah blah blah. You know, it's like there's some series that you're like, you must enjoy all of it at once, like the w- insane binging. Like I don't care about my real life, must absorb this. So it's like, <laughs> you know, those are few and far between. You know, yeah. so most of these shows that like a lot of the CW shows, they're enjoyable. They're not going to affect your life in any way shape or form Mm -hmm. you might come away with the exact same i was thinking about this before i watched that you know you go right back (laughs) just just an hour it's just like a thing that's like smallville is so much fun to revisit because you're just like that's a thing i like but it doesn't like it's it's not like watching atlanta where it changes your life and you have to watch it all at once well you know preacher preacher is a show you guys were talking about good place i just started watching that and it's also one of those i'd 
I think he said there's only two seasons. We waited for season two one. So now that I know there's not a third season, we'll enjoy that very slowly. <laughs> you know, like, oh, one episode every month. Then I enjoy it for a very long time. Preacher season three is coming at us June 24th, two days after uh, Luke Cage. So mm-hmm. we got a bunch of superhero stuff, or actually not even superhero. Preacher is more supernatural. Um, but uh, if you haven't checked out season two, definitely at least watch season one and see they're very different seasons. Mm-hmm. And it's following the comic book in a very strange way, which I yeah. think is great. Yeah. So if you haven't checked out the comic, it's you know I highly recommend getting the absolute edition versions. Save some money, buy those. If you can't get those, get the trades. Those are very easy to get online for very cheap. But read Preacher. It's fantastic. It's violent. It's crazy. And it's fun. And that's what I think Rogan and Goldberg have been able to capture in this series. They've been able to capture the essence of Preacher. Even though they've you know gone off from the books and then are slowly working their way back, they've introduced all of these different characters. So what are your guys' thoughts about Preacher in Season 3? I love Preacher. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm all about this show. I mean, I'm, I'm totally caught up on it and, yes, read the comics also. I love how with the show, it's, more, it's a slow burn mm. for what you actually cover in the comics and then what they actually have and you know up to this season i love the casting for it i thought ruth nega was amazing as tulip and 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 it was just like the reimagining of tulip where you took her essence of what it is she's she's totally different in the um in the comics but she's pure essential tulip that they have on screen i think they did a heck of a job with it like bang they've got me for however many seasons they want to go with it depending it, it depends. Yeah. It gets right. really weird now with where they're going when they bring the in family, yeah. yeah, and they bring in the the Jesus element in uh, <laughs> that whole storyline. But it's it. got to go so there. We'll it, it has, has, to. has yeah. to go. It there. has to go. I mean, there. it's Genesis. It's all these things that, as it got weird in the comics, you're like, damn. It, yeah. it, it gets weirder and weirder. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it just keeps getting weirder, it and does. then it ends. So yeah. the greatest <laughs> thing about it is it's a story told one through sixty six, and I think Done. if they do it right, they got five seasons, and I yeah. think season three is going to be that like can we get the other two seasons done you know with this this environment that we're in and did they successfully do season three those are the things i'll be looking for what are your thoughts about it um you know like i i came into preacher with super duper high hopes and just i don't i don't know why like uh, the elements of season two kind of started to lose me i think a big part of it for me is that i love a lot of like like you said the casting is spot on Mm -hmm. uh i love a lot of that but like keeping it in new orleans was like I feel like that defeats like preacher to me is intrinsically a road road comic it's a right. road story yep. so to get, so so to say they're in this small town in Texas now they're in New Orleans and I understand like production costs right. and moves and everything else but I don't know like just like locking it down to one location seems so limiting to me and not what that show like what the story is about right they're always on the move well, I'm glad like, you mentioned that on the road. I think season three that all the main characters kind of separate and they're going to go on their own journeys. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping. So, I mean, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. What I feel think? like season three is going to be like Magnolia, like the, the PTA movie, where it's going to be all these characters that converge, separate, converge, separate. Yeah. That'll right. give us that feel. Because I, I think what they had to do with season one and season two to get to season three is let us trust them because it goes so God crazy. Right. Because it goes so... Mm-hmm. So I think we had to do it in this weird order that isn't like the comics, and we had to follow this strange trajectory because Goldberg and Rogan are smart enough to know that like this is not a very 
like consumable show. It's right. not just like, <laughs> oh, how easy. Like you have to earn the God stuff. And I feel like uh, for me, the casting of Joseph Gilgan is like Heath Joker. Like that guy is Cassidy. That guy is yeah, like I he's Tom Holland Spider Man. Yeah. Like yeah. there's there's yes. certain like pinnacles of casting that are like, oh, I will watch anything. Like mm-hmm. that show can be garbage for two seasons, but as long as Cassidy shows up and is that good, well, I'm there. Yeah, yeah, he went from the Misfits, which I already burned yeah. him as the Misfits, <laughs> and then he instantly became Cassidy, and I forgot about the Misfits. That's because yeah. he's such a good actor. Yeah. Like yeah. the scene of him in the prison in the first season just like covered in blood like it made me think of the artwork of the comic while being a slightly different story and that's a good adaptation when you're like oh I remember that thing I liked this new thing I like television like it's it's I love Preacher the personification of Cassidy like compared to what he is in the comics and then he's just he's so human am I can yeah. say for right. that that you you want him to succeed and you see him getting in his own way over and over again it's like dude stop being my uncle <laughs> you know? oh. and he's an undead vampire yeah. exactly. and he's also a jerk like yeah. and you forget yeah. like in the comic books like, there, there was like a year where I hated Cassidy mm-hmm. so much because he's such a backstabber and a betrayer yeah. and, and it just for himself you're yeah. like what a piece of shit you know you're like and then so there's elements of that in the series hasn't gone full Cassidy yet mm-hmm. we're probably probably will happen though oh, yeah. Yeah. In the third yeah. one, of, one of my favorite uh, episodes of the first season was the one where he was with the the angel uh, uh who I can't remember which one he was but he was with the angel in the the casino and was like oh, became yeah, yeah. his friend and all that stuff like but like it was it went in a completely different like I just I was like that's well done. That's Cassidy. Because we get like, to experience it anew, like everyone else. Like if yeah. people that have read the books get to experience a new take on it, and that's great. And I'm and excited I, for season three. And I think that that's the yeah. reason that they do that. Like even with in the in the in the cinematic universe with like uh, Infinity War and and Guardians, like they're taking elements of those stories, mm-hmm. but they're making their own thing. Because if they did it sh- a straight adaptation. Every single Marvel nerd would be like, yep. "Yeah, seen that." Like yep. when they made like, the answer yeah. the Green Goblin, ah, cool. they did that thing. Okay, so the, we've yeah. seen we've seen actors take different interpretations. We saw Nicolas Cage play <laughs> Big Daddy, where he was literally channeling Adam West. Can Nick Cage? Let's get. Can Nick Cage play the Joker, or is he going to play Doctor Doom? Now these are characters that Nick Cage he was going to play Superman, and eventually he got his wish. He got to play the anti-Batman Big Daddy, so he did get to play a super villain or superhero. That is. Um, so recently in an interview, he's like, hey, I wouldn't mind taking a crack at the Joker. You know, Joaquin's got his ch- his chance. Why can't I be the Joker? Then he mentioned Doctor Doom, and uh, he was actually up for Doctor Doom and Bruce Banner. I've got production art designs wow. of him as Doctor Doom for many years. He's been a giant sweaty his entire life. I wouldn't mind seeing a version in a different universe of Nick Cage playing the Joker. I would say... Nick Cage is the Joker. Michael Keaton is Batman. The Dark Knight Returns. We talked about Mark Hamill playing the Joker. If Mark Hamill wasn't cast, I would say get Nicolas Cage to be in that insane asylum and say darling and be (laughs) that version of the Joker in in the Frank Miller Dark Knight Returns. Because Nick Cage is a very specific kind of actor. Not only is he an Oscar winning actor, but he inhabits those roles. Whether or not the movie is good doesn't even matter when you're watching it. You're like, did he go full Cage? Mm -hmm. There's Cage moments. He's a different, there's a quality when you watch a, a Nick Cage movie that like he's in great films like The Rock or Con Air or, or Adaptation, Adaptation. Adaptation where I mean a, any number of Vampire's Kiss there's so many amazing Wild at Heart I can list off a billion films that he's amazing in and then there's a lot of films that you just don't ever want to see again that he was in but the most of them have that Cage moment so if you had to choose and I'm going to make it you have to choose <laughs> Doctor Doom he was even kind of anti-Doctor Doom because he was well he does have to wear a mask the entire time so I want to investigate the pre-Doctor Doom like <laughs> Because he's caged. He's like, I must be seen. You know, Ghost Rider was half the problem of him. Like, well, it's not me wearing a panda outfit mask. I would have just paid to see that. 
Like, oh, don't yeah. put a skull on him. I just want to see Cage with the panda mask. That's the Ghost Rider I want to see. So what are your thoughts? Joker or Doctor Doom Coy? Between the two. Because it's a weird gamble either way. I would say the Joker because of like Bad Lieutenant Port of Call Los Angeles. Yeah, or you got like the, so the ABCDs in one spit. And, like you give me some classic full yeah. Tourette's cage. Yeah. Like I want to see a man lose his mind on camera. And I want to see, the, I mean, it wouldn't be the Joker as we know him. It would be Nicolas Cage as the Joker. So if it's an Elseworld and you give me Bad Lieutenant the Joker, yeah. I, I'm, I'm in. Like, whereas Doctor Doom has a regalness to him right. that I feel like Cage like would have for like five minutes and then snap. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Doctor, Doctor Doom is eating these. Jelly beans and no, 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 no. no, no what do you do? What do you think? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm the same. Joker. I, I uh, like Doctor Doom needs to have like a very regal presence, mm-hmm. and he, he, like, he's not chaotic. Doctor Doom is like very orderly. Uh, he has a, a goal in mind at all times, and he goes for that goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has got the biggest ego on the planet. Uh, uh, Nicholas Cage is himself an agent of chaos. Like he's. Yes. Like he gets into a movie and wrecks it and makes it his own, mm-hmm. and whether that works for that movie or doesn't, that's what he does. He's just like, "Woo, I'm Nicolas Cage," <laughs> and everyone's like, "Holy shit, that's a Nicolas Cage movie." Yep. Uh, it, it, that is the Joker. The Joker is like a, a, an age, a narcissistic agent of chaos, and I, I feel like Nicolas Cage could very well pull that off. Whether I want to see that, I don't right. know. But that's if between the if it's that binary of a choice, uh, Joker. What do you think? Well, then we have an accord, sirs. <laughs> all because Joker. We do. We are, we are all Joker. Um, but I'm saying it for Joker. I, I would, if, <laughs> if we had this Joker movie, it would have to be, I want kind of a Nicolas Cage, like The Rock, mm. where it's, uh, you know, him like trying to do everything right and things being out of his control. And then he falls into the vat and he becomes, I don't know, face off Nicolas Cage. <laughs> you know? That's and right. He's just like, they took <laughs> his face off. <laughs> <laughs> so so then I want to go from The Rock to the face yeah. of Nicolas Cage. Beautiful art. I'm not and mad at that. Yeah, like right. there you go. I'm absolutely not mad at that. So you want to see do him that. as Red Hood yeah. doing his best uh, to metal. Doing his best. And like, oh, right. I've got to catch up to these other guys. Yeah. And then he falls from the ass and he's like, he's face Oh, right, oh, the yeah. truth revealed. You know, <laughs> oh. I feel that the life is brand new, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. He was just the trying bees. to get money for his the family. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> he goes Lord of War to Wicker Man in like <laughs> yeah. one vet change. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm gonna go with Doctor Doom. Just kidding. Just <laughs> yeah, I would totally want to see him as a Joker. I think that'd be a fantastic. He would have a lot of fun with that yeah. role. And mm. if you haven't seen Bad Lieutenant Port of New oh, Orleans, so check oh, that movie out. It is amazing. Herzog at what at his best. Um, next one is more Steppenwolf variant design picks are released. Uh, online, just just to sour your taste for Justice League, I thought I'd throw that in. There. Just to, <laughs> if we ha- have to keep talking about the Snyder Cut, then we'll just be like, "Hey, look at this other cool stuff that Steppenwolf could have looked like instead of that." <sighs> that, so, that actually, like, I think there's, I think it's fun to do. Like, hey, here's how they could have looked. But I feel like, and th- this is not like DC Marvel hate. I feel like DC does that a lot. Like, and I feel like it's a. You didn't like our movie. Here's what it could have looked like. And it's just like, why don't? Don't let it stand. Right. It did its thing. Like you don't we don't need to see every other variant of how it could have looked. But Matt, they are not doing that. The artists involved are just, hey, <laughs> oh, check okay, out cool. my design. DC be like, can you please not? Yeah, oh, yeah. Maybe you're putting you're, out you're, fires And then Zack the Snyder's like, remember that snapshot I took? Oh, yeah. so I'm going to post that on Twitter. Right. Like, <laughs> remember those Everyone else questions? involved. Yeah. Right. The only people who are on Vero are because they were like, I must yeah. follow what Snyder is. Because if you join Vero, you're like, it's a weird ghost town of nothingness. I'm bored. Except Zack Snyder. It's the only wow. social media that I've ever been bored. Like, I don't even want to scroll through this. Uh, all right, Instagram. It was like, 
Where everyone was like, sort of like, Instagram's this. And I was like, you know, I'll check out this Vero thing and went back to Instagram. Literally, like, yeah. I gave Vero a couple of shots. I'm not saying it's dead. I'm not saying that. But literally, that's the only time I ever hear anything about Vero. It's like, Snyder said something about Batman. And you were like, what? Oh, it's on Vero. <laughs> of course <laughs> it's on Vero. Yeah, yeah. I didn't download even, that app that I had once. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't even do that. I just read the whatever <laughs> online thing talked about Vero. I'm like, not even going to open my Vero thing, which is a click away. Yeah. <laughs> you've, you've still got it on your phone. Yeah. Yeah. I don't de- yeah. yeah. It's not even deleted. Yeah. It's still there. I have a de- You can follow me on Vero if you <laughs> decided. But please follow me on Instagram. It's a little more fun. And yeah. guess what? It, has nothing about do with heroes. Did you know Instagram fixed their weird feed? It's chronological. It's chron- yeah. So Whoa. thanks Instagram. You finally listened. So I mean, at least that worked. Because yeah, you're like constantly missing your friends stuff and be like, why am I seeing this ad? For mm-hmm. this? Whatever. It's like mm-hmm. now it's a, it's working better for all you people who love images. So anyway, <laughs> uh, what do you think? Seven Wolf Designs is buggy. You want to see more of them? No, it's fine. I just see it as another version of nerd love, you know, yeah. where it's like a, you can be disappointed in a property and be like, well, here's here's how it could be done. Be like, And it kind of stokes that fire for, you know, whatever that property is, DC or Marvel right. kind of a thing. And I don't mind it, but it's also I'm – it's just as fine. It doesn't really fire me up either way. It's just I'm, I'm glad that a person has taken the time to be like, uh, hey, um, I, I envision this character in this way. And wouldn't this be look really cool? And I think it looks really cool because it kind of seems more like, a, for me, kind of like a Skyrim meets sure. World of Warcraft alien, kind of a deal. More so, angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I enjoy that. But, you know, otherwise, it's fine. Put out what you're going to put out. Let me else? mention this, though. I mean, I feel like for every design that comes out that's like what could have been or here's a what should have been or here's you have to also remember that the script that they were working with what Zach was working with when they went to start shooting when Batman versus Superman hadn't even come out yet mm-hmm. they were already building sets there were scripts for Just League 1 and 2 yeah. mm-hmm. that were already done there was pre-production art like this that was already designed because you saw that version of Steppenwolf in the in the Batman in the v Superman cutout scene with the little you know Lex Luthor inside the ship and yeah. that version that's what that creature exactly looked like uh, which was Steppenwolf, and then they changed it well, years later after all the you know muttering and kinking around and, oh, we won't do part two, and if we're not doing part two, then change this, change that. They rewrote it, reshot it so many times, you lose count. Nobody wants to believe that stuff, but unfortunately it is true. It did happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that happened is like even if they had that design of Steppenwolf a, lo- a couple weeks ago or a month ago, they released an animatic where it's basically the same stuff on Themyscira where it just wasn't that the I'm a human with a weird helmet with the voice of Siren Hines. It was like this creature still doing the same stuff, still chasing after a mother box, still mm-hmm. they might have mm-hmm. cut out Hegra, which is like we're trying to unite these three boxes so mother can reappear. It's stupid no matter what, however you change. It's just a misunderstanding of the DC universe. Like most comic books are adaptations of multiple storylines. Mm-hmm. Marvel has done it properly while DC has not. Yeah. And that is the yeah. biggest clue to any of these things when you when you have issues with like Suicide Squad. Why why wasn't Joker the main villain? Why are they fighting a sorceress at the end? They're just human beings. Just so much like just the thought process is not there from the get. Mm-hmm. From the get. So it's like it doesn't matter how many cool designs there are. So for myself like the desire to see a Snyder cut lessens 
most of the time when I see this kind of stuff because even with a Snyder Cut, it would have still had the main storyline. It just would have been a lot darker. Now, J- Joss's uh, jokes and like lighter touches and retake that dark sky and turn it to a bright sun, to- sun and reshoot all the Superman stuff so he has dumb jokes instead of, you know, ma- talking about the marriage. I mean, it's like the- that's n- neither here nor there. That doesn't necessarily change the film innately from what it was from the beginning. So the Snyder Cut is not going to change. It's not like you're going to see a brand new film. You're just going to see a darker version of this movie that already came out. And I don't know if I even want to see that at this point because I feel like myself personally, I want to see Shazam. I want to see Wonder Woman 2. Mm-hmm. Everything else I'm not really that interested in at this point. Yeah, like I feel like the excitement level has been so dampened for myself. And I, I just speak for myself. There's a lot of people out there who love the DC universe as it is, or even with some of the disappointments have not given up on that fact. I got to be honest, I've given up on that filmic version of whatever their shared universe is because of all of it, because of the Ben Affleck complaining about Batman. All that stuff is like so dampened my interest in any of those further adventures. The only light at the end of the tunnel for myself is why I really enjoyed Wonder Woman. Love to see that. Mm-hmm. Hey, the idea of Shazam could be really cool if they go with the Superman 2 version of it. Which mm-hmm. I hope they do. Mm-hmm. I hope you know Sandberg is doing something. I don't need it to be like big or like it doesn't need to be a John Hughes film. It just has to be fun. Mm-hmm. And yeah. to be honest with you, it's like the darker versions of the DC world. I've always loved that. I've always loved that DC could go dark and darker than Marvel. And yeah. look at mm-hmm. the yeah. Dark Knight trilogy. Totally dark. Yeah. Yeah. Totally done in a realistic way with crime families. Nolan was making a, a dark universe, and he did yeah. that. And mm-hmm. no one complained about it. In fact, The Dark Knight is one of the top superhero films of all time. We were talking about where where does it even fall earlier, like right. in, in, your in your top ten. Yeah, in your top um, ten, your top one. Marquia was on Movie Talks. And I was so extended edition, Marquia, <laughs> myself. We're like, remember yeah. earlier today? So, I mean, mm-hmm. what are your guys' thoughts about this? I mean, do we want to keep seeing Justice League material? Do we want to see that Snyder Cut? Or do we just want a new Justice I, I like the idea that artists get their due, and I like the idea that we've gotten to a point where everyone's so excited they're fiending for every little taste they can get, but I also think that we need to look forward, and I also think that the DC Universe has so much potential. I love where DC can go, and I love... I love the way they've reimagined it. I love everything I've heard about Flash and Aquaman and Shazam looks so much better. I'm not a Shazam guy. I'm now looking forward to learning about Shazam because I don't know a lot about right. Shazam. So it's cool to be a comic fan that doesn't know about a character that has a movie to look forward to. When I watched Wonder Woman, it was great because I was like, wait, are these her Howling Commandos? Like, I didn't know the, the character. So I was like, are these Easter eggs that I don't understand? Because I just wasn't a Wonder Woman guy. Right. So I'm excited for the DC Universe to teach me things that I want to then research comics because it gives me a new perspective. I feel like the more we look back it's just gonna it's you gotta at some point take a chance going forward and if you live in the past then no one's gonna be ever be happy there's never gonna be a snyder cut that makes everybody happy there's never be a joss cut that makes everybody happy there needs to be a new thing and keep some of it keep what works but like let us make good movies like let's just go so the longer we live in the past i think it's a problem that's what i mean i gotta say that i was happy to hear that flashpoint might just be the flash Mm -hmm. yeah because honestly i don't want to see flashpoint at this point because it's referring to this other universe that doesn't work even if they keep using the characters, don't refer to something that didn't work. Move forward with what did work. Ezra Miller was a fun Flash mm-hmm. stuck in a weird movie that didn't really work for yeah. him. And all most of his scenes were cut out anyway. So just do something new. Um, for me, like uh, going back to something that you said earlier that kind of caught my attention, one of the... The comic book industry, when uh, Watchmen came out and Batman Year One and uh, uh, Dark Knight Returns, they 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 learned the wrong lesson there, and that was, oh, everyone wants dark and hyper adult comics, and everything started to become that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, 
for completely forgetting that no Superman was created to be like the reincarnation of the sun God. Like he is like a, he's a daytime fighter. Batman was created in answer to him. He was yep. a, a commercial commodity in response to him. He was like, well, if Superman fights in the day, well, Batman fart, uh, farts, farts at also night. probably true. Yeah. Yeah. Probably so. Well, uh, Batman fights at night, you know? And it, it's like, that's okay for those. It's okay to have a sunny Superman and a dark Batman. That's right. okay. That was the original intention for their characters. And I think DC with Rebirth kind of, or not Rebirth, uh, New 52, doubled down on that. And they were like, well, Nolan did it, and now everyone wants dark and gritty. Mm-hmm. The, see, we were right. That's what they all want. And it's like, no, that's 20 years of the wrong lesson. Mm-hmm. And Rebirth is resetting that. It has reset that. And now, like, I love Rebirth, man. Rebirth yeah. is so I, good. I'm DC's Rebirth. Rebirth is like, that's, that is a hallmark for like how to completely change. Uh, momentum and opinion uh, of your brand yep. and uh, like Batman is still dark like it's still mm-hmm. but Superman is bright and sunny and he's got a boy and he's married and like oh that's the Superman we love do that in your movies reset the universe one of the things that Marvel did really well uh, and the, what I believe is a secret for their success and I've said this many times is that Iron Man comes out in 2008 they've been working on it since 2004 like sure. yeah. like or beyond like mm-hmm. and by the time iron man's coming out they're looking ahead going what if we could do thor or what right. if we could do captain america if we were to do that what would that look like they were laying the architecture for a cinematic universe before there was a cinematic universe just playing around with ideas hiring writers on mm-hmm. like experimenting and playing and taking these characters that no one really like, no one cared about Captain America really. It was right. all or, about the X-Men. or Iron Man mm-hmm. or Iron Man. And for this that is matter. before yeah. Disney absorbed them. They were like, we're just we got a loan from this one dude. We're we doing got five hundred million dollars. Yeah, we got to deal this. with Paramount. Let's we see. We just works. barely were uh, you know bought by DC five years ago. Mm-hmm. Literally, yeah. remember they were bankrupt in nineteen ninety nine. Marvel yeah. was bankrupt, and now they're yeah. like the the number now one the thing top in the thing. Game. Yeah. yeah, and like DC almost. Uh, Marvel almost bought DC in 81 or something around there, you know? So it's just, but the, the, the head of Marvel at the time was like, why would I want all these old characters that no one cares about? Yeah. Where's that guy now? He's Uh, dead. (laughs) But like, I, I think that DC could learn that lesson. Look, you tried to catch up to Marvel. You cannot. And it's not that you can't, uh, so much as it's, you're not doing it right. Take a step back, take a breath. Marvel's going to go into phase four. People are going to start getting Marvel fatigue, whatever you want to say. That's when DC comes up and goes, hey, we're restarting our universe. Uh, we're going to lead to a new Justice League. Whatever they want to do, right. but do it right. I yeah. highly doubt Marvel fatigue will be happening in the next <laughs> at least 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, probably not. So I, I feel like they lost, they, they, they lost their entry point with, with, with Justice League. Yeah. And everything mm. building up to Justice League. Like When they first announced that they were like, hey, we're going to do um, uh, not a Superman sequel and not a Batman standalone move. We're going to do Batman versus Superman. And then we're going to do a Just League movie. It was like, what? what? And then we're going to do all these solo movies like in 2021. And you're like, you're talking about this future that I don't even know what you're doing right now. And why are you doing Suicide Squad? Just yeah. really weird decisions, which I think they were like just copycatting stuff like, oh, they've got this. We well, got it was, that. It was, it was like, all in an answer to Marvel. It's yes. like, don't answer to Marvel. Do your DC. own thing. Right. Like because DC's fucking rad. No, I know, They're but really the, cool. TV and animated. Thing. It's so good. They yeah. do it so well. And then it's like, why are they, why are they 
stumbling so much when it comes to movies. I think it's they're not doing what Marvel does. Where Marvel doesn't have a problem with focusing on their characters that are not just Captain America and mm-hmm. Thor. I mean, look, Guardians of the Galaxy. It's a, it's a raccoon. They did a CGI raccoon in a tree, and yeah. they they did that, and they made that happen, and they had this complete tonal shift with it, and it works. It totally works. So it's like you don't just need Batman and Superman, and it, it's it's like. They're trying to pivot everything around without the preparation that right. Marvel did with it. Do you and think they've learned, though? I feel like Booster Gold, Flash, I feel like they're going in the right direction. I'm really trying. optimistic about DC. With Aquaman, I think because they were saying, oh, it's more like humor and it's like kind of like a dark humor, I think that. With Wonder Woman, she, where it's just perfect. It's yeah. like optimistic and bright and, and such a dark time to mm-hmm. have that character and then have her come into her own. I, I think that they are, but... At this point, I'm okay with like a reboot. Yeah. Well, not with a. Well, keep her. Yeah, keep, keep her. Keep Gal Gadot. <laughs> that's, that's cool. Keep her. Um, but yeah, it's it, it hasn't it hasn't worked the way that I think that they would have wanted it to work. I mean, a lot of the fans are saying that it hasn't worked in the way that it should for them. Right. So then tonal shift. Right. Just it's do all it. part of the plan. Not really. I've got one like, final. You know. uh, I I think they should look at. And this is weird. This is controversial. I think DC could look at Fox. Uh, I mm-hmm. love that after oh. X-Men Last Stand, they made X-Men First Class. Mm-hmm. That was still mm-hmm. an X-Men movie. It still felt like an X-Men movie, but they got an entirely new feel and flavor, and then it tied back in later. I would love for them to go First Class sure. with some DC well, characters. Well, Justice League Mortal yeah. was that the was Justice that. League when they were like 20. You go tangential, yeah. so. and then you cycle back, because I love... I mean, I think everyone can agree that Days of Future Past is incredible. I think everyone yes. can agree yeah. that First Class is great in X-Men 2. Those are movies in three different timelines, but then when you put it together, you've got your X-Men Avengers. Why not with DC? why don't they tangent over here do their booster goal do their green lantern do their uh, like other stuff and then pivot back because i love Henry Cavill as superman i mm-hmm. really have a place in my heart for that like that man is the man of steel to me you know what say, let's yeah. do it right with ben affleck let's do it right it's not gonna happen i hate that that's not gonna happen but it feels like that's already like <laughs> just pivot, pivot all those things oh he's got one film left in his contract is a nice way of saying that's not gonna happen and, oh we fi- we put both of them in shazam there it's done so yeah. i feel like yeah. there's just you know, horrible truths that we're here to talk about. <laughs> you know what? Let's rock through all the rest of these really quickly. Christina Hodson is now writing Batgirl. In addition to the Birds of Prey script that she did for Warner Brothers for the DCFU, she's doing Batgirl now. So mm-hmm. she's got one in the can, Birds, Birds of Prey, which we all, we all want. I would like to see that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That would be great. Um, and now she's doing Batgirl. I, do you think the likelihood of this actually happening before a Batman movie is going to happen? Like, Nightwing is now been kind of cast off and it's us oh, like five years away what do you think of Batgirl I think that it has the potential to, we, we talked about Batgirl a lot because it has the potential to start a universe it would just have to do one of those things where it retroactively introduces Batman by way of dialogue like Batman influences Batgirl in such a large way I would love if Batgirl could be have her own solo movie and be a strong capable woman because the Oracle character and the Batgirl character are both fascinating I would love that character to exist I just don't know how in canon continuity, they can just be like, "Oh, and my mentor, Batman." Like, I don't know how they can. I don't know how they can have a throwaway line of dialogue without mentioning a Batman. And I feel like they need to figure out who their Batman is before they introduce Batgirl. So I would love if it was a Batgirl Batman movie mm. uh, or a Batgirl movie that has a scene with Batman, then a Batman movie soon thereafter. But I need to know who Batman is to Batgirl. And then go forward with that Batgirl movie. Well, you know what? An answer to that could be Ben Affleck could be Batman. He could play the Batman Beyond version of Bruce Wayne yeah. and train in Batgirl. 
and then totally move forward. Yeah. I mean, because who has to say that any of these movies have to have anything to do with the comics mythology? They usually don't. And yeah. we go right, right back to Batman, the first film with Tim Burton, has nothing to do with the origin of the Joker. The Joker didn't kill Bruce Wayne's family. It was Joe Chill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they only did that because movies work with a yin-yang perspective. You right. created me, I created you first. That kind of thing works in a three-act structure. So, I mean, when you boil it down to what a movie is 90 minutes two hours you don't have the time that you have to develop characters like in a tv show or tv arc so when you have something like batgirl it makes sense to like think outside of the box and be like why not use batman beyond to introduce batgirl that way you already have batman you have ben affleck for one more movie put him in as bruce wayne and then kill him doesn't yeah. matter and because you can have a new Batman trained by Batgirl. What do you think? Uh, I, I, I really think that um, like what we were saying about DC like resetting themselves, I think what they're doing is leaning into their Batman universe. Batman is a, an exceptionally proven IP. It's one of the biggest IPs in the world. And I think that that's a smart way to do it um, because uh, you can have your dark and brooding Batman movie, but then you have kind of like maybe a, bright, a brighter and sunnier college-age Batgirl who's like mm-hmm. fighting through like her like in her college town, wherever, you know, like you, you kind of take the, the rebirth arc or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, th- I think that that's what they're doing. They've got Nightwing. They've got Birds of Prey. Uh, they've got Gotham. I think they're doing a Sirens movie. So like they have a lot of stuff in the Batman universe that they're planning on doing. And I really think that that's where, how they're going to start resetting the DC cinematic universe right. is through that through that but I also think that we're four to five years away from that what do you think Marquis? yeah uh, I think it's a possibility to to do birds of prey or to have Batgirl without having a really set in stone Batman or using Ben Affleck as kind of like an maybe a prologue or exposition kind of thing like oh the Batman you know establishing oh Gotham da 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 and then it's like and then one day he was no longer there or something like that and it's like oh there's a a hole that needs to be filled um, and I Barbara Gordon will take on this kind of a thing and you could have it step up like that maybe have her and Black Canary like you know maybe her and Dinah just doing doing the do because the do has to be done Mm -hmm. if the Batman is not there like you might be able to do something like that Um, I'm I'm okay with it I'll be completely Completely honest, I really love the idea of it as an animated, but mm-hmm. um, I'll, I'll take a live action. You know, let's let's do it. Tonal shift. Well, yeah. Let's do so, that I mean, at least they have a scriptwriter who's yeah. already in that wheelhouse. She's already written Birds of Prey. Zoe Saldana uh, tells elitists where they can stick their opinions <laughs> on you know Marvel sellouts who help children's charities. I was like just shocked when I read that. So I, I wanted to point make a point That's about. Insane. I, I actually don't it, know that story. It's like, people just saying like, how come you keep like using your your celebrity Celebrityism to you know, to help sell things. It's like to for children's charities. That's what it was about. She just made a personal statement, like where you know you have a Steve a Chris Evans going to like kids who have cancer yeah. and like mm-hmm. you know or raising like Tom awareness. Holland like dressing up like Spider Man and yeah. going to the, a and kids I just, hospital. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I just wanted to ma- make a little note of it. It's not even really a news item. It's just more of like it's like there's enough hatred on YouTube alone to yeah. co- you know cover the globe, yeah. let alone like people on Twitter and like just people like reacting to react for no reason. It's like, hey, you know what? If an actor wants to take their personality that they've become well-known, she was a Uhura in Star Trek. Mm-hmm. She wants to take that personality and, and Gamora and go go to a kid's charity event and help raise awareness to whatever it is that they want to raise awareness to. I'm 100% into that. That's why the whole reason that she's putting on that makeup for, 
for you know mm-hmm. forty it's not hours. For her health. Yeah, it's not her health. It's, <laughs> it's definitely. Not. I mean, look, if she's a sellout, it's like, hey, I hope hopefully she made more money this time, and maybe they're all making more money for volume three because yeah. people love those characters to have actors return. They should get more money. That's not a sellout. The idea or the word sellout has always bothered me. It's like, yeah. what are you, so an independent weird. you know artist until you sold your first piece, and then are you a sellout because you're in a fine art gallery? Are you an independent musician because you're playing at bars and clubs, and then are you a sellout because you're at a twenty five thousand stadium filled i mean I, wouldn't that be called a success yeah, wouldn't that be just, called like a goal that you're trying to do like hey yeah. i've started i've got in this business because i want to share whatever it is that i'm trying to share whether you're a writer oh you're you're, you're on the new york times bestseller list sell out <laughs> i think it's so dumb and stupid it's almost not worth talking about it but i wanted to say it just to call out anybody who ever calls anybody a sellout tell them to fuck off well anyway <laughs> Yeah, it's because it's people sipping on that haterade is yep. basically what it is. I mean, you don't look at uh, John Cena when he's like doing all that Make-A-Wish, like yeah. everything for that foundation. You don't look at him and be like, no, don't you go to those kids um, as your John Cena wrestler persona and make their lives better. How dare you? You know, you don't do that. Why are you going to do that for, for these celebrities that are just trying to use their celebrity for good right. cause? Yeah. You said it best, haterade. A lot of people are sipping it's, it. We're the, not part the, of it. You, you too, like YouTube is... Is the river of slime in Ghostbusters too? Like it's just it's the most <laughs> evil thing, and we could we could animate the Statue of Liberty with its hatred. Mm. Uh, but uh, for me, a sellout is someone who uh, uses their so like uh, takes advantage of their celebrity to uh, push an agenda or a product that they do not like, do not use, or hate, or whatever else. Like, so here's a million dollars for you to go talk about bananas. Oh, I hate bananas, but okay, a million dollars is a million dollars. I love bananas! That, to me, is sure sellout. Good or bad, whatever, that's what the word means. So to use the word sellout for celebrities who are using their celebrity for children's charities or any other charity or whatever that charity happens to be, by definition, they are categorically not a sellout. I would even argue the banana thing because as an, <laughs> as an actor, you are using them as a tool to mm-hmm. sell bananas. And they are like, hey, a lot of actors are like, it doesn't matter what the role is, I'm $50,000 a day. Yeah. Are they a sellout? No, they've reached a certain point where they're in a bracket mm-hmm. where you can, you can either get Christopher Walken or you know, like any number of these actors are 50 grand a day. Maybe Walken's more. I'm not trying to give him a price point. <laughs> he's I'm he's just at least saying, 55. At least 57. <laughs> he's worth more than that. But I'm just saying... There's a price point, and then they're like, hey, that's what I do. It's like when you go to a car mechanic, it's like, hey, can you fix my car? Well, it just really depends on what what you're all about. Yeah, you know, like, it's, I, it's not about somebody's opinions, yeah. and neither should it be when you're executing any of these things, like like stuff like what we watch on every day on television or movie news or any of this stuff. It's, it's not that you're personally involved in that actor's life, or you know all of the things that they are they're into, or endorse all the things that. That's what I mean. It's like it's such a weird thing when we start to label very specific things. I think that heroes are heroes, and I think that children should look up to something. And I think the only good thing about celebrity is making someone's day. So if you combine being a hero, being a celebrity, and then put yourself in a hospital, that's all for the good. Why is this a negative? It's very, like, it's just ridiculous to me. So let people be heroes. Like, Ben Affleck at that event this week, taking photos of people, he was, like, talking about, like, their scripts they're writing and right. inspiring them to do more. Be inspired, be loved, and let the goodness in the world could yeah. go. Ben yeah. Affleck is an awesome dude. He's an incredible director. Yeah. I'm just tired of all the Batman news. So a lot of people are like, Ben Affleck's amazing. It's not that I don't think he's incredibly talented. I loved 
uh, not only a uh, uh, the, the town. He was the bomb in Phantoms, yeah. Argo, yeah. And he was the bomb in Phantoms. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, we're going to rock through these four really quick because we're done with the show. Supergirl gets ready to finish her third season of the new poster. What do you Woo. think of this poster? It's cool. beautiful. It's iconic. It's Supergirl. What do yeah. you think? Same. What yeah, think? it looks great. All right, season four is coming at us. Next one, Sebastian Stan wants in on the solo Black Widow movie. Is that even going to happen? Why wouldn't he? I mean, obviously, yeah. it's like, oh, Black Widow, that's going to do well. I want to be in more movies. I have nine films in my contract. Let's do it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think the Black Widow movie will, uh, it has a very good chance of happening, uh, and I think that Winter Soldier absolutely believe, uh, belongs in it. Do you think he's going to be Captain America in the Black Widow movie? I think movie? it'll be espionage. Ooh. I think it'll be more I think it'll like be his espionage. I think it'll be undercover, and I, I also think that, uh, spoilers for Black Panther, if you're one of the one person who hasn't seen that movie, uh, I think that he's probably going to be the MCU's White Wolf. Mm. It's also good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Being a I think, like, yeah. Gonna, no, he's Hunter. I, I think, yeah, I think he's they're going to keep definitely. that. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of yeah. called him that in a certain sense. Yeah, right? they, yeah. they, they, they did. They called him that in the post yeah. Yeah, so. uh, yeah, uh, what? Comes up in 2020, rumored to be uh, mm-hmm. Sebastian Stan fits within the dynamic of what they're saying that they're going to do with Black Widow. So, yeah, why not? Yeah. He's hot. All right. Wonder Woman, <laughs> 2, Wonder Woman 2 will have certain sequences shot in IMAX. Well, it's about time. I think every all these movies, like Avengers Infinity yeah. War, is shot completely in IMAX. Yeah. I was like, why aren't they shooting all of Wonder Woman 2 in yeah. IMAX was my question. What do you think? The biggest thing we used to have with IMAX cameras is how loud they were. We fixed that. Why not have the biggest dynamic? Like, these movies are made to be spectacles. Let's have them as big as possible. And if they can do that fight choreo in IMAX, the Ooh. beauty of Wonder Woman in yep. the biggest thing possible, yes. Did you just yeah. say choreo? Like, he did. Like, that's choreo. the cool way to say choreography. I was trying to be fast. I was trying to be. <laughs> those, are, like, those are chocolate like, covered stuntmen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, that, mm, Oreos. I, just, I, just, I broke his foot. Speedy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's do it, IMAX. But uh, something that I want with uh, Wonder Woman 2, give us a post-credit scene. Give yeah. us something. I, I was so disappointed That's that I didn't Patty have a post-credit She was like, no post-credit scenes. If she doesn't want it, I'm cool yeah. with that. Yeah. I'm not hey, gonna, I, don't I force it on her. the filmmaker. Mangold will come after you. <laughs> oh, James Mangold will be like, what did, you, what did you say? Don't get him mad. He's on that Twitter. Last question of the, of the, the mutations. Deadpool writers. The writers... We're saying that Jack Casey isn't in the film. The producers have come in and be like, nah, don't listen to those guys. He's in the movie. Is he playing Black Tom? What do you think? I think he is Black Tom. I just think it's a smaller part than people think. I think it's not going to follow the circle chase like everybody thought it was. I do think Juggernaut's in there, and I think that's more recognizable. I think Black Tom Cassidy's mentioned, but it's not like everybody's like, we need Black Tom Cassidy. I know. No one even so knows who Black Tom he'll is. He'll be in there, but he won't yeah. be a big What do you think? What Coy said. Right? Yeah, Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, what he's a little baddie, not a big baddie. All right. Little Batty still in the movie. Can't wait for Deadpool 2, oh, May 18th. A month from I know, right? Well, first we got to get through that Infinity War thing. Oh. <laughs> hey, don't forget to subscribe to Collider Heroes podcast. It's available right now. Throw up that cool graphic of all the other like shows. I don't know what those other shows are. All I know about is Collider Heroes. But if you happen to subscribe to Collider, the Collider Factory of talking people, also seen on video YouTube, you could just do the podcast thing. Subscribe to Collider Heroes. Tell all your sweaty friends they should be listening to our show. And then click on those other shows I know nothing about. They're also very entertaining. Hey, for Coy, for Matt, for Marquia, and myself, John Schnev, you've been watching Heroes. Thanks. I'll see you next week. Stay little chico, pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. 
When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary.